Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Almost Creative Podcast. What's up, guys? It's your boys, Nate and Kev. Mm-hmm. So last episode, we talked a bit about YouTube. And yes. so if you haven't seen that, you know, episode yet or listened to it yet, go ahead and check that out. Leave 100%. us a five-star review a on the iTunes review, podcast. Yes. And leave us, you know, a couple sentences. Let us know what you think so far. I know. Because we're definitely curious. Uh, but last few video, like I said, we kind of talked a bit about YouTube, and at the end of it, Kevin kind of brought up this point about imposter syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't refer to it by that directly, you know, but just talking about That's like, oh, I don't have the you know qualification or opinion like to mm-hmm. have to voice my opinion. You know, I don't have like the backing to do that. And honestly, I think like not just from like a creative perspective, but I think a lot of people just kind of struggle with that sense of imposter syndrome. You know, that entire like, oh, like I'm not worthy or i don't have mm-hmm. like you know i don't deserve to like get my opinion out there you know i'm not qualified to yeah so if you want to talk start off talking about that uh well yeah i mean like i said a, bit, a little bit about last episode it kind of just came from my personal thing was when i was doing uh or starting off like my youtube i felt like you know every like i didn't have a valid point of view on the topics i wanted to do because i was new at video or i'm not that experience in photography. So I felt like, you know, that was definitely one of the things that like held me back from doing that creative endeavor, which was YouTube and stuff. But another really big place where I felt it and more recently, cause I, you know, I, I did acknowledge that I was like, okay, like, like I uh, applied it to like my YouTube, like I got over it per se, but another field where I know that it came up again and uh, it was, it was kind of like a big thing was I know when I was trying to do like prints and stuff or like, I never saw myself actually selling prints or selling like my photography because that same feeling of like, I don't know what I'm doing. It was kind of like that, but like times 10 when it came to like, you know, I didn't feel proper per se air quotes about like, you know, like I am not worthy to sell prints because my work is not, like good so i know like that's another place where like most recently i felt it so it's, it's definitely i don't know dude i think it's very detrimental especially for like a, a, a creator and in, in specifically in like i think in anything yeah like you said yeah anything it kind of really is bad <laughs> yeah i mean i think the interesting point that you kind of brought up last episode was like you were saying you know someone like peter mckinnon who has thousands of years of like you know experience mm-hmm. and like not the thousands but you know Thousands of years, but you know, but basically, yeah, like someone, someone like Peter McKinnon with so much experience and like talking about a camera, you're kind of like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But then it's also kind of like the way to I feel like to kind of get through that is realizing, hey, like there's someone out there who's brand new, and if Peter McKinnon says, oh, the uh, the R5 has mm-hmm. 8K raw, whatever, 422, whatever, you know, all that, like all these numbers. <laughs> yeah, like that makes sense to a camera junkie like you and me. Yeah. You know, someone who's like put their time into it. But like where the drop off kind of is is like someone who's brand new to it is not gonna know anything that they're saying. Yeah. So I think like that's kind of like when it comes to like imposter syndrome is like realizing like, sure, you might not be at that level of like, you know, the Peter McKinnons, the Matty Hapuyas or like, you know, the top people in your field. Mm-hmm. But you're still qualified enough and you're more qualified than the people who know nothing. Yeah. You know, like there's always going to be someone who's better, but there's always going to be someone who else who's going to be looking for advice that's more broken down, more simple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of saw like whenever I give advice to people, I'm always kind of like, okay, like I always kind of have that thing of like, I'm not really qualified to like give you like, you know, business, creative, whatever advice yeah. at first. And then it kind of just became like, I'm explaining it as the way I know it, you know, I'm doing I'm whatever, whatever, like I say, 
you can take it with a grain of salt, but I'm explaining it the best way that I know how to mm-hmm. based on my personal experiences. And those are things that like nobody else has. Yeah. I think that's like a really big key point to like kind of like overcoming that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you said it best. You like definitely like your personal experience uh, kind of like sets your point of view apart more than anyone else's, you know? And it's like, like, uh, for example, like if I were to ask like a photographer, like, Hey, how do I like build a successful photography business? And I'm asking like a solely product photographer, like maybe that's not my lane, you know, maybe I love to do portraits, maybe like, so yeah, he knows how to like be successful in his field, but it's like, I could ask the same advice from someone that for example is like newer and stuff, but they're doing what I'm doing. So I think I would take that person's advice over the person that has like a thousand years of knowledge yeah. and they're successful. Yeah. They, they know how to get there, but like sometimes you kind of search for that, like, you know, that similar type of like point yeah. of view that kind of relates more to what you're trying to like achieve and stuff. So I think like regardless, like sharing your point of view and, and it's definitely like really important. doesn't matter like if you're like newer or older, you know, I think, yeah. I think there's like your point of view would be beneficial to someone. To, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's, that's very important to like keep in mind also. And also, I mean, when like, for example, like if you're teaching something or you're talking about something and stuff like that, but also like, like, yeah, I mean, everyone has their own independent point of view that's like unique to them. So yeah. even like, you know, even just like creating your photos, like it's all unique to like yeah. you and your set of skills and stuff like that. So yeah, I think imposter syndrome is just like something that like, you know, people just struggle with throughout mm-hmm. and like, it's not something that you can really overcome, but it's something that you just kind of get through. LS, yeah. like, as you grow and stuff because like for me like dude i went to eight years of catholic school growing up mm-hmm. my dad worked at the school so i went to school like you know i went to that catholic school even yeah. though we didn't really like pay for it yeah you know, we only i only went because my dad was you know, the, the teacher like yeah. yeah my dad was working there you know <laughs> and like even at that kind of age like i still kind of noticed and like knew that like hey i'm going to the school because my dad works here i'm not here because you know like my parents have the money to yeah. pay for me to go to a private Catholic school or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So even then, like at like that age of like first all the way through eighth grade, I'm still very much kind of feeling that sense of like, yeah. Oh, like I don't really belong here. I'm not really deserving of coming here or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And then that just kind of followed me throughout a lot of the things I did. Like, you know, when I got, you know, when I picked up a camera and like someone, yeah. the first time someone offered to pay me for a oh, shoot, yeah, I was dude. like, Bro, I'll charge you 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like dude. now I look at it, I'm like, bro, out of zero to the end of that, that's I know, right? bucks for a yeah. shoot. But you know, like it's just like that kind of level of like, you know, always just kind of like feeling like a fraud, but then also just kind of like, hey, like you also kind of got to take that entire like experience of like, hey, like, you know, even though maybe like I didn't get here the same way as everyone mm-hmm. else did, I still am here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, dude. Yeah. I think like, I think like every like photographer, videographer really experiences that like in the beginning, bro. Cause I know like that feeling of like, oh, someone wanted photos, like damn bro, I've taken like three, but you're trusting in me. Therefore like uh, anything I charge is like too much, a hundred percent. And it's like, I know, yeah, I kind of like dealt with that too. It was like, uh, like, yeah, like I, I, like any amount of dollars, like wasn't like, I was like, no, I don't deserve this at at all, dude. And I, I know it's like, yeah, like it was a bad, it's a bad mentality just because, like, I really feel, well, like you said, like, you don't ever really, like, overcome learn to it, overcome yeah. it. You just learn to be like, oh, like you come to terms with, like, no, like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worth this, I'm worth that. Because I think in the end of, like, the day, what, like, allows you to, 
like justify what you charge, especially at the beginning, what, what what might give you that imposter syndrome is definitely like you start to learn your worth, learn like, oh, this is how much time it takes to do this, this is how much time it takes to do that. And I know this much, therefore I'm justifying like charging someone this. So I think, yeah, like you kind of like grow into your own space that you're in. Cause yeah, I mean, sometimes like, you know, if you have like, at the end of the day, like, word of mouth is like key, right? Yeah. Like if you come into it too early, and then like the word of mouth spreads like crazy. So you're like, oh, now I'm doing like 10 gigs in like a month. And I'm still starting. Like I barely started doing photography. Like that might kind of like make you feel like you said like out of place. It's like, oh crap, I'm charging everyone like a hundred bucks. And I've only done this like three times, bro. Like what the heck? Yeah. So I think that's a very valid point. But yeah, I, I know I experienced it a bit when, uh, when starting off doing photography. Because it's like, dude, like I didn't go to school for this. When yeah. I thought that you had to go to school to do photo, you oh, know, yeah. I was like, I didn't go to school, bro. Like, why, why should I even be making money? So yeah, I think I felt that a lot too when I was when younger. Definitely, yeah. dude. The next kind of big one that for me when it hit was mm -hmm. like when I started doing video. Because okay. I was like, like the first time someone paid me to do a video for them, yeah. I was like, you're joking. <laughs> you know, because like they had reached out, they're like, "Hey, like, do you, you know, like, are you available this day?" And they're like, "Hey, would you be able to do video?" And on the situation, and I was like, "Uh," I was I mean, just kind of like, "I mean, maybe I could technically." I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know the record button. I know, and it's I know the red one. Stop recording. <laughs> I was like, it's about the extent of it. I can move the camera. Around yeah, yeah. It, you know, but like, yeah, I felt like you know when that kind of like situation came up, I was like. Bro, I was like, they could totally find another video, mm -hmm. you know, and like, it was kind of bad because like I was so like nervous about it that I ended up just telling the person I was like, dude, I was like, you could probably find another videographer that's more qualified to do this because I was like, you know, I was like, I actually haven't really done too much video, yeah, and like you know, like when I say I hadn't done too much video, I hadn't done like any video, any video, yeah. So of I was course. like, yeah, I was like, uh, I could probably find something better, <laughs> and then they were just kind of like, no, nah, like we like the way like you do this, like you know, you tell the story or like, mm -hmm. you like whatever. And I was just kind of like, okay, I mean, sure, mm -hmm. I guess, you know? Yeah. And then just like kind of like throughout the entire day, it was just kind of like, it became this kind of thing throughout the day where I just kind of had to be like, hey, like you earned your spot here and it wasn't like just given to you. you know, yeah. They chose you because they like, like they chose me because they like something that mm -hmm. I do. And it's not just I'm here because like of a charity case. I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not a fraud for being here. Mm -hmm. You know, I do do video. Yeah. And like, I think that was kind of like a big thing for me. Like at that point was like, up until that point, I was just like, uh, you know, I don't know. But now mm -hmm. it's like, when someone asks if I do video, I just say, yeah, I do video, you know, straight up. And I can send over a portfolio or something. Mm -hmm. But like, even then it's like, like that moment really sticks out to me. Cause it's just like, yeah, I do video. You want to pay me for it? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, it's your money. <laughs> I know, right? That's where like a good sense of of like or a good way to kind of like a, like p you know put your mind at peace. It kind of like comes into play a little bit. Like fake it till you make it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a big part that I think you know. Now thinking about it, and like right now, it's like okay, maybe that's where they came up with it. You know, because like you will feel those imposter syndrome like feelings but if you fake it till you make it that's like the yeah. good counter argument oh, to yeah. like having those feelings because like you said like like yeah i oh, man i don't remember yeah the, it was the first time i did a family photo shoot same thing bro they were i charged very little i think like 100 bucks or something like that and and yeah dude like same thing i was like yeah i've done you know a couple of stuff and stuff Thanks, you know with yeah. family <laughs> faces you know just families people. have faces right like <laughs> 
Like, yeah, dude, and, and I just, but then it was part of it. It's like, bro, like, I'm gonna look so dumb if someone comes to me and I've been like, yo, I've never done a photo of a person before. Like, ah. Yeah. You know, so it's like that fake it till you make it's a good, like, counter argument to, to, the, oh, yeah. to feeling those feelings, bro. But I don't know. I think it's inevitable, dude. But, like, I think, yeah, I mean, it just comes from, like, you don't want to rip people off. At least that's what I felt. I was yeah. like, I feel like I'm ripping someone off. Cause, you know, like, I, I would feel bad if, if I knew. Yeah. <laughs> or if they knew. <laughs> it's like people, like, and I think, like, the other thing, too, especially as, like, creatives, you tend to be really tough on yourself. Yeah. So it's like, I think we had this discussion once. We were just talking about, like, dude, I don't know if, like, this works for the video or whatever. And you were just like, bro, you got to think of it in the sense that, like, half these people have never seen, like, this <laughs> yeah. kind of video before. <laughs> like, they don't see the like, 120 frames. Yeah, they, they don't seen see 120 cinematic frames like, sequences. You know, cinema, yeah, they're not living in that part of YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, oh, they're like, you could literally, like, film the entire thing in 24 frames and whatever, try to make it look cool. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, the way that you can do that, it just, as long as you do it the best you can, like, it probably is going to blow their expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And that, that's like a something i realized like down the line you know and i think the person that told me that i think it was a hairstylist we were talking about something about doing some type of video um uh, and yeah they were like dude I, I think they complimented us on like a video we did and they were like oh like it's so amazing and i think carla was like yo like like it was our first, like yeah. I think it was our first time, and we we're like, oh, like, we hadn't done something like that before. And they're like, dude, like think about it this way, like no, no hairstylist have ever has ever seen a video like this. So it's yeah. like that minimal. Now, and at that moment, it clicked. I was like, dude, that's so true. That's like in having that, like you know, like yeah, like people don't see edited photos like that often. Maybe you know, or like like casual people that aren't photographers, for example, like they don't see like a good edited photo or or like a good like cinematic video video. So it's like yeah, dude, hundred percent. Like having that in mind, I think will help. Like yeah. that, those feelings for sure, dude. Yeah, because ah, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think like a big one for me was like when I started, kind of like doing like you know trying to make money more and more off photography more mm -hmm. recently and stuff like there was just a lot of this like conflict in my mind of like do i really deserve this money kind of thing you know yeah and i was kind of like you know it it, it was stupid because like deep down i knew like okay i've worked hard for this you know mm -hmm. i've been doing photo for four years and like i've been trying really hard to get to this i did a lot of like you know i worked a lot of jobs i didn't like i did a lot of mm -hmm. things you know like made a lot of mistakes i've worked so much and so hard to get to the point where I can make money just off of like photography and videography. And that's like my only source of income. And like, but even as that's happening and it's kind of like, you know, that kind of dream that I want to live. Yeah. It also just very much was this like thought in the back of my mind all the time. It's like, you don't deserve the success in a way mm -hmm. because there's just so many other people that are better than you and stuff like that. And I think that was just always like, that's always super tough to just kind of like, live at you know you're mm -hmm. always just kind of thinking of that of like dude there's someone better and like i said like i was i keep telling myself you know there's always someone better there's always someone worse mm -hmm. you know there's always someone who's going to be better who's been doing it longer than i have and there's always going to be someone who's starting off who's like you know whatever yeah and i think like to my point is kind of like you know i did it for so long that i can like try to justify it i have an easier time like kind of like you know coming to terms with it mm -hmm. just because i'm like dude i put in four years into this grind so far yeah you know i'm gonna put in another 10 years into this grind mm -hmm. and like i'm still gonna be doing that for like a really long time and you know it's just kind of like i think like we still kind of touched on in the last video like you know or last podcast 
uh, if like I blew up overnight, I wouldn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably be in a lot worse place now than I am currently. Yeah. You know, after having the grind in a sense, mm-hmm. like having the grind to kind of say like, oh, I put in all this work to building this. If I had just blown up overnight, like I would have really felt like I didn't deserve any of the success. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that that would. Yeah, because at that point, you kind of like you said, like you just mentalize like, oh, I've put in the time. I've invested my money into like yeah. a business and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, you come to more terms of like what it is that you're doing. And, 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 and I just think like time lets you know, like your value, your worth, you know, like everything like because like as of right now, you see people like, for example, like doing weddings are like, oh, yeah, like my wedding started at ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And it's like us. I were like, bro, we've done like a couple weddings. And it's like, I wouldn't dare throw that like yeah. amount up there. But that person, it's like they've been doing weddings for a long time. They know what they're doing. It's like they have that experience. They're more like sought after and stuff. So it's yeah. like they have they can charge because that's what they're worth. So I think it's like time will let you kind of like get over that because I, I think like, yeah, I think that like the main issue is like know what you're worth and the only thing that will let you know what you're worth is time and, and practice and, and putting in those hours and seeing like okay yeah like this is actually like good you know it's like and and, and it's like any industry like prices go up you know yeah. like your personal prices so it's like that's always going to keep growing as you're growing i think so so it's never like i know you don't want to feel like you're ripping people off but it's also like you know it's like you get better gear so it's like therefore the product you can deliver is a little bit better and stuff like that but i think or one of the things that i that i did uh, and I know it's like a huge like topic. It's like, you know, like when you start off, like how much do you charge? Yeah. Like I know like when I was like barely getting gigs, I was like spending hours on the internet, bro. Like on Quora, Google questions, <laughs> Yahoo answers, all this crazy stuff. Like how much do I charge? And there's like never a solid answer, dude. But it's like when I felt comfortable in my personal thing, okay. Like I was like, okay, like I'm gonna charge like start off somewhere, like start off small, you know, like I'll charge, I don't know, 80 bucks, a hundred dollars for a session. And, or, or something bro, like bro, that you started off a lot higher than i did i was like 25 bucks nah, bro. Dude, like, i was out here like <laughs> trapping out grad photos for like 25 to 50 bucks when, when i went yeah. to 50 bucks i was like oh, whoa we're talking big bucks yeah dude <laughs> oh god no yeah but i remember i was like uh, yeah i think i think that yeah, like, like 100 was like the lowest per se and stuff but then i kind of just like kept going but it's like you know, like finding that like rate where you feel like, oh, okay, I'm not jibbing someone. I'm not taking away their money and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, I think that will like let you know. Also, like what I did, well, I didn't do it, honestly, but I kept seeing it. A lot of people were always like, oh, like call your local studios, like like photo studios, Photoshop, stuff like that. And be, like ask them like, hey, what do you, how much would you charge me for a couple session? You know, you call like a bunch of these places and you get like an average like estimate. So I was yeah. like, okay, like couples go from like, I don't know let's say like 300 to 400 dollars per se you know it's like depending so it's like i you see that number then you're like okay i'm gonna go like undercut the market by half or, or do something i don't yeah. know as a beginner just so like i don't know because i'm i mean you could do free work it's not bad but also this is i mean it's his own set of bro you're just calling me out right now as a beginner <laughs> photographer i was out here doing 25 dollars shoots i was out here doing shoots for in and out like i was out here doing free work i was like i'm down you just gotta drive and pick me yeah, up yeah, i don't yeah. want to drive anywhere no that's the thing like like honestly bro like 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 yeah dude like i i did a couple of free stuff and it's, yeah. it's fine but it's also like another thing that really i don't know like i remember Another thing I was looking up, like, how, you know, how much do you charge? Do you do free work? Do you not do free work? So yeah. it's, like, very, 
like you know back and forth of what you should or shouldn't do but I, I, at the end of the day bro it's like whatever you feel yeah is proper like whatever you feel is like right like yeah. do that dude who cares like you're, you're, you're those are your own experiences your own like path to take like yeah. nothing is you know everything might have pros and cons but it's like it's your choice oh, yeah. to make dude like like yeah like this day like i'll still like want to do free stuff like it's like you know it's 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 definitely like there's no set in stone way of how you should do it which sucks because then as a beginner you want that guidance yeah because I would hate hearing that as an answer. Like, oh, it's up to you. I'm like, bitch, no. Like, I'm asking yeah. you for a reason. <laughs> so that's kind of, like, tough, bro. But, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, the worst advice is figure it out. But that's also, like, the best advice, too. It's, like, whatever you want to do. I, that's, that's how I feel. Bro, but, that, sounds like, that sounds like us when we're trying to figure out where to eat. Wherever you want to do. Where do you want to do, <laughs> <laughs> we're just Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. But, hey, there's, there's food at the end of the tunnel. There's so food, we good, always food mm-hmm. at the end, you know. But yeah, I think like yeah, you know, like you're saying, it's just like it is just so personal, experience based. Yeah, dude. You know, and I think like that's why like as much as like I do struggle with imposter syndrome of like you know I feel like I don't deserve any of this because like I see the other photographers that are doing this kind of stuff and like you know they're so successful but they've worked so hard for it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I've worked just as hard, just in a different way. Yeah, you know, I worked just as hard in my own way. You know, I didn't you know none of my gear came from like my parents buying oh, yeah, for, me yeah. for Christmas or shit. Like mm-hmm. I literally worked. And bought every single piece of gear yeah. that I own. Probably bought too much gear at some mm-hmm. point, you know. Uh, of course. So if you're looking to buy any Canon lenses, I got a wide variety <laughs> of lenses I'm looking to get rid of. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, just like you said, it, like, you know, it's always just so personal, such personal experience and like coming to terms with that sense of this is my story, my journey. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, as much as like I'm never going to overcome imposter syndrome, I'm still going to like, I can always kind of remind myself, hey, like, I've worked just as hard in my own way yeah. to get to where I am today, you know, and I'm going to work just as hard to get to where those, you know, whatever, the more mm-hmm. famous yeah. people, like, the more well-known, like, photographers are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work just as hard to get to that, like, you know, point in life. And in 10 years from now, I'm still probably going to feel like I'm not worthy of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to know, or I should, like, I'm going to know at the end of the day, like, I still have always put in that kind of work. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, 100%, dude. But yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just, yeah, it really just comes down to, like, yeah, that time. That time yeah. you, that you've invested, like. Do you remember your first client at all? Uh, the first person who paid you for a photo shoot. First person that paid me for a photo shoot in general. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Carla's family that I did the family shoot. And that was the first photo session that I've ever did and, and yeah it was a family shoot so it was like yeah like the moments leading up to that was like research like like doing research for like how to do family photos were you watching dating a bunch of stuff uh i think we were married already oh shit yeah so like because before Damn, you don't want to overcharge your I wife's know. family bro yeah bro <laughs> nah it's good it's good they got money nah. <laughs> they got money no uh what's it called uh i think i offered to do it for free but they gave us like that spare change yeah. type of shit so it was like you know i i, I they paid for it i feel you know so it was kind of like okay cool and in my mind i was yeah i think that's how much i charged so i actually got what i what i was expecting to do anyway so i think yeah. that's why i consider them but I mean, yeah, dude, the first time I actually gave a quote and it was nerve wracking. Damn, I don't remember, dude. I really do not remember. Uh, crap. Yeah, I, I'm blanking. Bro, I think like I did my first like few mm-hmm. shoots for free just because I was so like, I don't want to ask them for money. Yeah, dude. And, and then, I like, honest, offering yeah. it, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to. 
That's the most awkward funny. though. Like when And then the worst part is I still remember all these. Like yeah. it was like my senior year when I got my first camera. Uh-huh. And I just remember so vividly them like offering to pay me and me being like, no, it's okay. Them mm-hmm. paying me anyways. And then me looking back on it now, I'm like, damn, I shot all those in JPEG. <laughs> right? I shot nothing in raw. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, it was, dude, yes. it was me and a T6i with a freaking no, it was a T3i at the time. It was me and yeah. a T3i and a 50 millimeter against the world. Dang, bro. That's like the starter kit of like <laughs> any good photographer like, story. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm gonna upgrade to a T6i. Like, and then I'm like, that was really not an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's honestly yeah. the same. I don't, I wouldn't even know what the differences would, would be, honestly. Yeah. Dude. Dang, but bro. yeah, I was only shooting in JPEG. Man, like a real shout legend. out to anyone who started off with a Rebel, bro. Rebel series. Dang, look at us now, bro. <laughs> Still using, basically. <laughs> I know. Dude, yeah. But, Canon. What's it called? Yeah, bro. I think, yeah, when I first got my first camera, it was a T3i2. But that was just like having fun. Yeah. Just me trying to like recreate the Tumblr post I would see online and yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to be like vibey and, <laughs> and trying to do like photos and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the first, yeah, I got rid of that camera because uh, I think I started living with Carl at that point and I was broke. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I need money. So I, I remember, and my car had broken down, so I needed money to fix my car. And I sold that camera, sold it for like 600 bucks. I got it. I sold it with like a battery grip, like a bunch of batteries and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And I remember selling it, and then, like, I just didn't do any photos for, like, a, a, a couple years. And then I bought the T6i, bro. And then, yeah, I think, uh, was it? No, I didn't do, I didn't I didn't charge anything when I was uh, doing stuff with that camera. I think when I, or did I? I don't remember. But I think point is, I went ahead and obviously did the responsible thing. So I bought a 5D and then started doing the photo stuff and oh actually charging. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go into debt and then <laughs> and then charge people. That was a little different. I <laughs> sold my T6i. Yeah. I rented an ADD oh, geez. for yeah, like yeah. a few weeks. And then, because I had just saved up a bunch and yeah. I was like, it was kind of the sense of like, dude, if I get a 5D, I'm a real photographer. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was 100%. like, if I get the 5D like Mark III, and then I was like, the 5D Mark IV dropped, and I'm like, I'm only like $500 away. <laughs> it's like, I got to work a few more hours. I was like, you know, I'll mm-hmm. rent the ADD, do another like, you know, $50 shoot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm set. And then like, I ended up just buying the 5D4. Honestly, not the best decision. I was like, that camera outclassed my skills so much more. Oh, yes, dude. And I definitely grew, I, I, you know, after like four years, I can mm-hmm. feel very comfortable saying that I've grown into that camera. Yeah. Comparatively, but you know, at the time I was like, yes, this like camera's gonna mm-hmm. get me a, you know, thousand yeah. dollar paycheck. I know, right? Yes, stuff. dude, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, that's the thing, like, since I had shot so much with like a T6 or a T3 mostly, and then yeah. a, a, like with a T6, like I knew that getting another like crop rebel sensor. crop sensor camera i was like oh like like business wise as a photographer i wasn't there yet but i was like creatively or what i wanted to do like yeah. i wasn't also so i was like in a weird stalemate of like you know i'm yeah. not making enough to justify this purchase but i'm also like i Creative know limited yeah like i know if i get this camera or like another camera one of these like i'm gonna be like crapped out so yeah luckily i had a good job good money so i was like well i mean let's do it so 
Yeah, I kind of, I've definitely, like you said, I've grown more into the 5D and stuff like that. I don't even, honestly, I don't even use it that much anymore. But point is, oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was also like, the, that was like the dream camera since, yeah. since the beginning. So like, luckily I had the financial stability to be like, oh, I can actually afford it. Yeah, even yeah. though I'm going into debt because I got on credit, but it also worked my credit. So it'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I remember I, I, yeah, I was, it was weird that I couldn't go with a crappier camera, but. You know, it was a big pay jump to do that. So yeah. that's why I think I was okay with like, oh, I'm gonna charge a hundred minimum. Like yeah. I'm gonna start off at that money because I, I need to make money to pay off this camera. I've already invested into it. Yeah, so yeah. I think if it would have been different, I would have started charging with like a T3. I would have been like, uh, yeah, maybe like a burger. <laughs> Buy me a burger, <laughs> it will be good. <laughs> bro. I mean, I just had in and out but in and out sounds like it would slap right now. Oh, anytime so day, good. Bro. <laughs> well. That's episode three of Almost Creatives. Kevin Guys, and I are about to go to In and Out. Yes, or something. <laughs> um, go ahead and leave us a five star review. Five star review. A couple sentences. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think of the podcast. We're going to be uploading these to YouTube as well as on Apple Podcasts. Uh, eventually we'll get to spotify yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure that, that out, out 100%. but yeah guys share this to your friends your photographer friends and be like hey you know what found these two you know dorks, almost creative almost creative guys they have some good points it's a lot of bs though but yeah guys make sure make sure to share that podcast to your friends and family and stuff and on that note we'll see you in episode four all right guys peace out have a good one bye 2907 clutch it.